Chapter 26 The Master's Reception Evening 1. The ideal prayer meeting never happens. If it is a good meeting, somebody has put prayer, thought, and work into it. The laws of grace are as rigid and reliable as the laws of nature. Heaven may be had for asking, says the poet, but the ideal prayer meeting cannot. It is as true here as elsewhere that whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Hence the leader should prepare carefully. The hymns can be selected. One person can be asked to pray for the sick, another for the absent, and so on. Attention to detail helps immensely. The leader should wait upon God in prayer until his heart burns with love and his soul is sensitive to the faintest whisper of the Holy Spirit. If athletes train for a boat race or a ball game simply to secure the applause of people, surely the Christian can afford to train for a spiritual conflict where all the forces of heaven and hell are arrayed against each other, where eternal destinies are at stake, and where every part of the service is watched with keenest solicitude by so great a cloud of witnesses. Not only the leader but also the members should prepare. Let them read, think, and pray over the subject. Let them deny themselves daily, for a godly life is the best preparation for an ideal meeting. Let them gather up spiritual strength through the week and concentrate it upon this service, making it the supreme hour of the week, the hour when heaven comes down our souls to greet and glory crowns the mercy seat. 2. The ideal prayer meeting has an object as well as a subject, a definite object never to be forgotten by the leader or the workers. What is that object? It is not simply to have an interesting meeting. A service may be interesting and yet be so devoid of spirituality as to suggest only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. The real object is to awaken spiritual emotion, bring the soul face to face with God, and kindle the fires of devotion until the altar is all ablaze with the sacrifice of willing hearts. There comes over the audience that indescribable thrill and holy hush that reveals the presence of God and which makes every heart ready to say, O God, thy will be done. This is the true object of a prayer meeting, to bring every soul to the point where it is willing to do its duty so that decisions may be made and results may be secured right then and there. At the close of a meeting, where the theme was temperance, the tide of feeling rose so high that sixty-four young men and women signed a total abstinence pledge and thereby completely revolutionized the temperance sentiment of that church. Whatever the subject of the meeting, never lose sight of the object. Feeling which does not lead to action is of questionable value. 3. The ideal meeting is cheerful, social, and hearty. Have a nice carpet on the floor, appropriate pictures on the wall, flowers on the table, and the room seated with chairs. Make it look as little like a church and as much like a home as possible. Take off your hats, coats, and overshoes. Let the whole atmosphere of the service be bright, breezy, and cheerful. Have a smile-em-up committee at the door to welcome strangers and to distribute the audience wisely. The small boys apart from each other, the workers near the unconverted, and the timid ones near the more spiritual. The man at the door needs to have the skill of a general and a face as bright as the headlight of an engine. Into this rest for the weary, come with your thanksgiving and rejoicing. Make the heavens ring with song, 
Let the most spiritual members lead in prayer until a strong devotional atmosphere has been created, making it easy for anyone to confess Christ. Be simple, and above all, sincere, especially in prayer. Remember the Quaker who was to share a room with another at a convention. After they had knelt and prayed, the Quaker took his hat and prepared to depart. Hold on, said the other. I thought you were going to spend the night with me. I was, said the Quaker, but since I heard you pray, I have changed my mind. If you are the kind of man you said you were in your prayer, I am afraid to sleep with you. Be cheerful. Paul had his discouragements, but he kept them to himself. Cultivate the habit of handshaking and do not wait for an introduction. In short, Strive to be one of the spirits chosen by heaven to turn the sunny side of things to human eyes. 4. The ideal meeting is one in which everyone takes part. There are some things that lie within everyone's reach. You can fill up the front seats and thus support the leader. You can speak early in the meeting, for one sentence then is worth a dozen later. Anyone can repeat a verse of scripture, and if it is selected with care and prayer, God will use it to strengthen the saints and to carry conviction to sinners. Remember that the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. Use it for a purpose and expect results. No believer should be satisfied until he is able to express the feelings which the Spirit awakens in his heart. Expression is the law of spiritual growth. The Dead Sea is dead because it has no outlet, and even the water of life will grow stagnant unless it is shared with other hearts. Therefore, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Psalm 107, verse 2. Jesus Christ is on trial before the world, and we are his witnesses. If we know anything in his favor, let us speak it out, remembering always that one word of testimony is worth an hour of talk. Finally, I believe that everyone can, if he will, learn to pray in public. In a Christian Endeavor Society, numbering 80 active members, everyone learned to lead in public worship. Some formed a little prayer circle for private practice. At first, a few wrote out their thoughts and read them. Others resorted to the prayer book, while others took a verse of scripture and converted it into a prayer, until at length, like Paul's sailors, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship, they all came safe to land. Doubtless, it is hard for many. But why do we enlist if it is not to endure hardness? Mr. Edison tells us that in perfecting the phonograph, he had great difficulty in making it produce the letter S. I said to it, Specia, Specia, and the obstinate thing responded, Pecia, Pecia. It was enough to try the patience of a saint, but I kept at it from 18 to 20 hours a day for seven long months, and at length I conquered it. If one can toil like that to overcome a mechanical difficulty, surely a Christian can afford to labor long to fit himself for the master's service. When Mary was looking for a present for the Lord, she did not buy the cheapest box of perfume. She kept inquiring if there was anything better until the merchant brought out the alabaster box saying, we can imagine, this is the finest thing in the market, but it is very expensive. The price is 300 pence. Never mind, said Mary, it is none too good for Jesus. So she took it home and broke it at the master's feet, and the perfume of it is spreading still, though losing nothing of its sweetness. At a meeting held one hot night in August, 
The leader read this story and suggested that each one break an alabaster box by offering that service that would cost him the most. Prayer after prayer was poured into the ear of one who was felt to be present. It seemed like the day of Pentecost. When the roll was examined, it was found that of the 53 active members present, 44 had offered prayer, 7 had given testimonies, and 2 quotations of prose or poetry. It was an ideal prayer meeting. When we come to the Master's reception evening, may you and I, dear friend, break an alabaster box at his feet.